Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you spending your Friday night, likely into Saturday morning with us. This is your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post-show for October 14th. We are in mid-October already, people. Craziness. Craziness. Speaking of craziness, you've got Team Kebab coming at you for the first time in too long. In too, too long. How are you tonight? I am great, Kate. I'm doing great. I watched some wrestling. I'm here with you. I don't think there's any other way I would want to spend a Friday night. So let's just break it all down. Oh, stop. You're too kind to me, but much reciprocated. Very happy to be on stream with you today. Very happy to be spending the evening with all y'all. Would love it if you would be so kind as to get in your super chats, get in your humper chats, you can send us your bits if you're watching on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Yes. I paused on the slash because I always say backslash and it's just a regular slash. And I was like, did I do it right? I did it right. So please get in those chats because you know what? Today, MJF tweeted and Sean said, do you always rent out an entire suite when you're just like watching a championship match? That's like a little excessive. And he called Sean a confirmed poor. And you know what? Sean didn't <laughs> deny it. So we need your money. We need your support. We need your super chats, your humper chats, your Twitch bits. We appreciate your support so much in the easiest well, way. Well, to be to clear, we do. We're not worried about Sean right now. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, screen, We need the what humper it? chats. Put it in our pockets, baby. Let's go. But we appreciate you. And the easiest way to support us is to leave a thumbs up completely free. You can come hang out. Help people find us in the algorithm simply by leaving not an Orange Cassidy thumbs up, but a full-on thumbs up on a like on this video. Um, also, if you uh, are looking for where to super chat, uh, the dollar sign has changed to a medallion for some people. Not everybody's interface, but some people's interfaces, it's a little medallion with a little drop down. So if you were like, I want to support you, but I don't know how. Well, there you go. That's how we're doing it tonight. Um, 
I'm gonna let the chat decide whether we start with Rampage or we start with SmackDown. So you guys weigh in because normally what we do is start with the most important thing of the day. And to me, the most important thing of the day that happened was the wrestling club released merchandise. Oh. I asked Sean if I could plug this and he said, go for it. So I'm so happy he gave me the go ahead. If you aren't familiar with the wrestling club, it's an after school club and it's the coolest thing in the world. They watch wrestling. They've had wrestlers come in and surprise them. These kids are going to WrestleMania and they released merch and it's so awesome. It was, um, you can pick it up at for, for your wear. Yeah.com backslash the dash wrestling dash club for your wear spelled F O R U R W E A R.com. And it's just the coolest thing. Um, Queer McNear on Twitter provided the logo. This man is a teacher, he's a musician, and he leads this wrestling club. And these students just go nuts watching these matches. It makes you feel like a kid again when you see their reactions to this stuff. So uh, I, I think it's awesome. I'd encourage you to go there and support um, just really, really good stuff. So it seems like the chat is SmackDown heavy. Yeah. Not by much, but that's what we'll start with, if that's what you guys would like to start with. Um, and we will go ahead and do that. But before we do that, we'll thank Green Vega Club for this chat saying, I'm here to introduce to you the great farmlands, the most over five letter word in professional wrestling, bacon. Luis says bacon sucks moving on. This I, is an aggressive way to start off the evening. I don't think lie. we can move on from that because I think <laughs> that's a sin. Bacon is tremendous. I mean, but you know what? Maybe it's better if we just move on. See, I feel like Bacon, I don't, I'm not a bacon hater. I'm not like Luis over here, but I also feel like it's a little overrated. I'm not going to lie. People go crazy for bacon. People are like, you put bacon on a Yankee candle and I'll eat it. And I'm like, hold on, let's calm down on that. But an aggressive way to start off the evening. We appreciate the super chat though. Carl R saying it's Friday night. Scissor us, Mama Kate. My normal uh, scissoring cohort. I'll, I can do this with Robert, but right. uh, I wasn't Alex, prepared to scissor on a Friday night. It's understandable. <laughs> it's under, I know it's all reversed on our stream too. But uh, Alex, Mirror Alex, Alex 2.0 is actually moving today, which is um, why he's not here. But it's awesome because now I get to hang out with Robert all night, which rules. Yeah. Which <laughs> why wouldn't you want that? I mean, honestly. Mr. Showtime saying, Kate, in glorious HD, after all this time of Pixel Kate, great to see you clearly educate 404 life. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. You know, it's a real in and out situation. I'm hoping it'll end there. Tom LaValle chiming in saying, best thanks and smile on Fightful together again. That's us. Maria Canales in AEW with Renee and Soraya. Does the AEW women's division stand a chance? Certainly a better one. Certainly They're getting there, one. hopefully. I mean, Maria can definitely help that division grow. Renee's going to help everybody. I think she's the best hire in her field right now. And Soraya, I think, while they're pitching her as a revolution for the women, this is more about her, and she deserves a second chance. I think so, too. I think her being in this conduit role, because it doesn't sound like she's fully cleared or... Um, 
immediately going to be wrestling, I think is awesome. But I think they heard people like me complaining all the time about this and they are acknowledging that and trying to make changes, which I think is very healthy. And speaking of really good, wonderful, healthy things, Kylie chiming in saying that Robert DeFelice is the most attractive at Fightful. I'm not that here to argue that. That is objectively false because I'm that sitting is- here with Kate and that's just, that is just, I'm not accepting that while Kate is here. I think that's very kind, but I just, I think we're both really hot. And that's what this stream is. And that's why you're here on a Friday night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we'll, I guess, talk about wrestling since that's what we're here to Fine. do. We open with a car accident angle. Starting off the show hot, um, this ends up being Scarlet and Karrion Cross in a car accident with Drew attacking them. Uh... And I kind of have mixed feelings about this, to be honest. I like starting off the show. I prefer, sh- my preference to starting off a show is always with wrestling. I'm sitting down to watch wrestling. I want to watch wrestling. But if you're starting with chaos, that's a pretty fun close second for me. I think this might be a shift away from carrying spookiness because now Bray's here. And I feel like you don't want those two things competing on the same program. Um, I'm of the belief that he kind of always should just be a, a brooding ass kicker anyway. <laughs> like, I think for me, that's a more effective read for him because I felt like it's been disjointed. Scarlet doesn't really control him, but then she is pepper spraying people. Like, it just has felt all over the place to me. I know a lot of people that feel different and have really liked it. Um, but I'm wondering if this is more of a, like, maybe we're shedding some of that. Scarlet can just be, she's going to be... You think you think me and Robert are hot? My yeah, God, she's, let's give Scarlett. She is there to be too. eye Woo! candy, and that's not subjective in any way. She knows what she's there for. She wants to be there to be eye candy. Oh my God! So let her do it. You know, I can see she can go though. Like I think it would be awesome if she would wrestle. But as far as what she is right now in this presentation is a dear Lord moment. Um, so I. I don't really want this to continue because I feel like what's going to happen is Cross is going to win again. Um, And Cross isn't my favorite, but more I just feel like Drew is eating a lot of losses in really big spots. So my not being into Cross aside, like I don't want to see Drew losing in a position like this, but this could be the opposite. I I could be eating my words and Karrion Cross could be getting his comeuppance here. Totally, I could be totally off base, but as far as we what we saw tonight, what did you think of this opening segment? Well, first of all, they didn't acknowledge that Drew is the one that rammed into Cross, did they? So that could still be an open-ended thing that maybe it was someone else. But I like the idea of Drew not taking a loss, laying down like we see so many wrestlers do. And he, if it was him, he tried to kill him. Great. You know, we they have a reason <laughs> to fight now. That's a very good point. There is a motivation here, and this isn't like we saw a lot of corny Drew stuff, and I like Drew the ass kicker, and that's what we're getting here. I don't need him to have a sword. I don't need him giving us history lessons. I need him bringing his physicality, and that is what he did here. We've got Matthew Plus, always the pest, saying, Katie, please stop talking. Let Mr. D. You know what? I'm good with being the guy to just fill in the little spots here. Kate is here to lead. Kate is here because she is the best at what she does. 
Well, that's very kind of you. I would be happy to let you take the lead, but just because Matthew Plus did it, I'm putting myself back on the left. I don't have an ego about what side of the screen I sit on. I'm not that kind of gal, but that's just to get under his skin. I hope he has a terrible evening. Uh, (laughs) But then um, we move along to quickly finding out that Bray Wyatt and his creepy ass are going to be here, (laughs) which we hear a lot of times throughout the night. Um, before he finally comes out, what I thought was a very compelling segment to end the show. But we move into Kofi and Xavier coming to the ring, saying essentially that they want to keep their record. This is another thing I kind of have mixed feelings about because I've seen them feud so many times, Robert. But this is a very logical thing. They want, they're taking pride in their work. That's awesome. Um, those who still have belts that they want and this is for that very record. Plus, we're seeing Sammy in the mix now and Solo Sokoa. So it's not the same exhausted foods in that way, necessarily. Um, but I I kind of am giving them a pass on it because we haven't gone back to that well too much. And quite frankly, every time they're in the ring, I'm like, oh, my God, they're in the ring again. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this match rules. So what am I supposed to do? Right. But shortly after this, and then I'll circle back for your thoughts. Uh, we get Sammy and Jay in Gorilla, um, and they're on the phone with Roman Reigns discussing their recent loss. Before they're on the phone, Sammy says that he is so glad that Solo is so reliable. And then when he's on the phone with Roman, he has a little inside joke with Roman. He says in front of Jay, but like not in front of Jay, that he could have that Jay could have helped more. Uh, and then Jay blames Sammy for the loss, but says he will get the job done tonight after showing some frustration at Roman Reigns. I love this because I feel truly, and this, I Sean had said this a couple of weeks ago, and I agree. My favorite thing would be that Sammy has had this planned all along. Sammy was going to infiltrate the bloodline to break them up, outsmarted everyone, played the fool. Turns out he's right. Him and Kevin Owens go, and they get the belts from the Usos. And what would be such a rewarding part of this story. Or he could be duped. He could be stomped out by the bloodline. I would still like it to end with then Kevin Owens picking him up and being like, I've always had your back. I'm still going to have your back. But as far as tonight goes, I thought this was a nice layer to the story. The bloodline felt so stale for a long time, in my opinion, And then having dissension within it because Roman keeping the titles is such a foregone conclusion has really refreshed it for me. What do you think of the New Day piece of this? And also, what did you think of this segment? So with the New Day, yeah, we've seen them feud a hundred times. But I'm a person who understood why John Cena and Randy Orton fought a hundred times. If they're the best you've got, you better let them go. And in this case, they've got the record. The Usos are within, you know, the kill shot of it. I think they have to beat the New Day to break the record. So I like that part. As far as the dissension, I like the idea that it's Jay, because Jay's got to be like, I've been dealing with your shit for two years. You tried to kill me in Hell in a Cell, and now this is all, <laughs> this is all game to everybody. Everybody's just watching Sammy make a fool of us. I think the turn comes in war games. Sammy loses it for the bloodline, and then they squash him, and then Kevin Owens picks him up. And that's when we get the turn that we need. But I like everything we're getting from them. I do too. I think this has been a whole bunch of fun. I feel like Solo Sokoa has been such a welcome addition to to everything, really. Like, he's had such an organic rise. 
through NXT, he's been one of the few bright spots I felt like of the 2.0 era and um, coming in so naturally to this role as the enforcer in the bloodline, I think has been great. But we've got some more support from you guys that we're going to read out. Joseph Snurk saying, Robert, killing the t-shirt game yet again. And yes, yeah. you are. He wants to know if you've listened to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I did. That's yet. the first thing I did when I woke up this morning. And it's a good <laughs> album. It's it's Chili Peppers. So it's, it is what you get from them. But it's very good. <laughs> Graham B chiming in. It's paying to say, can't confirm you're both really hot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 50K for the FTW belt. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And Drew Nicholas, who had a very special day. Congratulations, Drew. Saying that no one is ugly at Fightful. All I see are tens with hearts of gold. Perfect tens. That, like that is accurate. That is accurate. <laughs> every single one of us is a perfect ten in every way. That's right. We're all really pretty, funny, and smart. So... That's what I say. I used to, when people would be mean to me online, just block them. And now I tell them I'm really pretty funny and smart. And then I block them. So I mean, that is a beautiful way to deal with it. You know, it really is because it's like, you can't control what other people say to you, but you can control how much weight you assign to it. And so I'm just like, okay, my opinion about me means more than yours does. I'm really pretty funny and smart. And that's how everyone at Fightful is. Get on board or get left. That's right. Back to Cross being run down. Matthew Plus chiming in saying, if Karrion Cross needs to stop because Bray is back, then Katie needs to stop because Renee is back. Look, we can sit here and talk well, about Well, hold on. Cross. Renee's not in the same... She's not working for Fightful. She's not inhabiting the same space. Exactly. I'm there, not there's doing more... backstage interviews. Exactly. Right? I, will, I will gladly resign if Renee wants to come to Fightful. All right? I'll... Look, we can sit here and talk about how hot we are when she came out. I think we all might have Dynamite to. I think uh, they'd have to clear us to make room for it. <laughs> That's right. And she would deserve it. She would deserve all of it. Thanks for your money to insult me, Matthew Plus. What a darling you are. But Cyclops is better than Wolverine saying, Sammy Gaslit the hell out of Jay. I feel bad for him. This is such a fun little thing. Like, this is such a... Justified heels are fun, and Jay is somewhat justified in this, I think, um, because Sammy is a giant goofball and not related to them is, like, a really, really fun thing. So, um, Broadway Joe chiming in saying, I'll give it to WWE. I hated Solo's debut um, on... The main roster. Main roster. Thank you. I was like, I thought it was that Clash of the Castle. <laughs> but he has grown on me. Dude is straight up Joe from 05. Great potential. He um just was very organically over in NXT. I keep saying organic because it was like that world is so trapped in extremely character heavy stuff. And he somehow was able to kind of just shine through that. And that thing of just every movement being a solo Sokoa movement was there really quickly. Like he really, really latched onto all of this really, really fast and I'm so glad it's translated and it's such a great, um, I feel like step to the main roster because while you're thrown into the most important storyline, it's also so protected by so many veterans who have been doing this for a really long time. I think it, it's, it's a really, really great way to raise a future star in my opinion, but we will hop back into more of SmackDown. Uh, we 
have the match. We get Kofi versus Sammy. I gotta be honest, this was a little more rough than I thought it was gonna be. I was like, this is gonna be a banger, and it didn't like fully click into me at, at some points. It felt like there might have been like a little bit of miscommunication. I think it's really easy to have miscommunication when part of the story of your match is that it's built around distractions. But even though it started rough, I really, really liked the ending of some of the distractions in here. I thought the victory roll reversal forced by Jay was such an awesome piece of storytelling and a really fun finish that I feel like we don't see maybe as often as we should for how simple it is. But this was done really well because I feel like it didn't make the ref look like an idiot. Like the ref missed the spot because they were in position kind of doing their job. It wasn't like a super obvious, oh, my back was turned situation. I loved this ending. Chemistry felt a little off. Nothing egregious. Um, just just happens from time to time. But um, I, I thought this was a whole bunch of fun. Xavier Woods is always a blast. And, and Jay just doing little distractions really well and telling the story of, I have to get this done for the tribal chief, even though I don't like this guy. I thought it was really well executed tonight. Yeah, and it it felt like growth in the story, which is always good. I think this match went a little long. I think it ran through like three commercial breaks. It was long. You, you know, that's all right, <laughs> though. You've got two pros in there that can absolutely kill time on a show. Ending was perfect. Like you said, referee doesn't look like an asshole because he couldn't see it. Oh. So... That's, you know, <laughs> logic winning the day makes me happy. And Jay getting on board for five seconds really made the whole thing seem right. And I think they played off of that beautifully backstage as well. Yeah, I feel like this has been such a, a fantastic shot in the arm. And this did avoid the trap. Well, I didn't feel like maybe it was the most clicked in match in the world. This did avoid the trap of like, okay, it's Jay versus Kofi again or whatever. Like this is moving the storyline of the bloodline versus uh new day forward without combinations that we've seen a bunch before. So I think that was really, really well done. Joseph snark chiming in, in my defense saying, what are you trying to say? Matthew plus that all gorgeous leggy blonde onions are the same. Huh? Huh? If you don't watch our NXT show, you are missing out. But basically Alex was calling Maxine Dupree. Who's now Maxine Dupree. Wondering where her value was in NXT because they didn't really give her an assigned role. And I was like, hold on, there's nothing wrong with, with blonde bombshells. Uh, and he said that I have layers, though. I'm like a leggy blonde onion. So there's the origin story of that joke for you. Uh, but Broadway Joe chiming in. Thanks for, for your support tonight, Broadway Joe, saying they've got to do Sammy versus Roman before KO picks him up and they go after the Usos. Sammy coming out as the NXT version of himself with the old theme and haircut will be a top 10 moment for me. I think I'd if be they down for switched it. his theme, that the lid would blow off of whatever arena they chose to do that in. That is like, I was so annoyed when they changed it in the first place. But um, yeah, I, I, the other theme was so great. It's a babyface theme, though. So maybe when it, he turns. They can bring it back. I think so many people would pop for no reason whatsoever. And it's it's one of the best themes in the game. I think that'd be a great match for day one. You know, if you've got a month where you can kill some time, Sammy and Roman would get the place rocking. Absolutely. That's a great call. That, that timing feels really good. And that would be such a perfect place for it. Like pre-rumble. Perfect. Perfectly placed. Good call. 
knocked Bogan, 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 chiming in saying, I'm late, but, but is it, oh my God, it is the return of the man with the most scrummy, scrummy smile in wrestling media, Robert. Yes, it is. Well, thank you, William Regal. I didn't know you were here tonight. Kylie chiming in via Humper Chat saying, as a bisexual person, I agree. Everyone at Fightful are hot AF. Thank you. Thank you. I like it when we make money off of wrestling and how pretty Yeah, this, this works. Keep it going. <laughs> like... Please keep telling us we're really pretty. Um, we got Cyclops is better than Wolverine chiming in saying, Porcelain is the Pepper's best song, Fight Me. I, um, think, I think I'd fight on that. I, I don't think I'd say it's Porcelain. For me, it's probably like uh, "Can't Stop" is probably the best Chili okay. Pepper song for me. Okay, I can respect it. I can respect it. Know what I can't respect? What's that? Ray Mysterio not wanting to beat the crap out of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> he should want to punch his son in the face because honestly, I feel like we all want to punch Dominic in the face, and not because they built him up as a great eel. I think we're all just over it. Uh, he. And what I thought was a, a decently enough done segment, but holy cow, was the handwriting on the wall. Ray says uh, he's hit a breaking point with everything and doesn't see a way forward because he's just not going to fight his son, which is a very baby face thing to do so that he wants to quit. And Triple H, who we don't see a ton on screen yet. Um, which is it was good. Kind of, it was kind of, I think it's good. I feel like this was a good place um, to, to have him says that they'll go work something out. Obviously, this meant he was going to stick on the SmackDown roster to keep himself away from Dominic. That would be better. Uh, but I they have no loyalty to brands. So I don't understand. But this Maybe is that's a great way the- to try to insert brand loyalty. And this is a great way to make sure that you don't touch Dominic and Ray until WrestleMania, which is you know what they want to do. So I think this is a very easy way to get to what you want. I guess, but I kind of am like, this week we saw Bailey on both brands. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. stopping Dominic from coming to SmackDown and trying to beat the crap out of his yeah. father? That could also be where it goes. Maybe he does come over to SmackDown because he has this hate simmering. They but- need to, they really need to toughen him up. My whole issue with Dominic is that He's presented as a child. When he was fighting Seth, they talked about him like he was 12 years old, even though he's, you know, in mid-20s. And now you're doing this thing with Rhea where it's like, just acknowledge that there's some sort of physical relationship there instead of going, well, you know what's happening, but you won't even see them remotely look or touch each other. You know, it's, it's very strange what they're doing with Dominic. It makes him seem like a you know, a 13-year-old person going through a goth phase. Like, it's very strange. Make him a man. I have been calling them the goth kids from South Park for a while because that is how they feel. I feel like... I feel like this whole angle has been designed to get Dominic over. And some people say it's getting Dominic over, but to me it's gotten Rhea over, which is great because she deserves to be over and she's fantastic. But if you take Rhea out of this picture, nobody's cheering for Dom. Like, nobody. You know what I mean? So it's to me, it's like, what does it mean to get someone over? Are you cheering the angle or are you cheering the performer? Because if you're cheering the performer, um, the performer that you're you're cheering along here is, is Rhea, I think. But 
Uh, Chi Town Spurs chiming in saying, Ray's a really bad father, which is a fantastic, fantastic Finn Balorism. Um, so, yeah, yeah the, I mean, the, you know, this, with Ray and Dom, though, like, okay, get to the part already because this is what people want to hear. Dominic was adopted. You, you've touched on this. This is canon for you guys. Just do that already and make that the crux of the issue or something. Because otherwise, it's just like Dominic met a pretty girl and immediately betrayed his family because pretty girl. Yeah, do something better. It's been stuck in the mud. You're absolutely right that they don't want this to unfold until WrestleMania. I have a hard time believing that they're going to be able to maintain the interest until media of getting there. But I also just don't buy into this. You're safe. You're on SmackDown thing when people just show up at television seemingly all the time. But we'll get into more developments with Ray later that I was excited about. Um, we also get a, a segment with Roxanne Perez here, which I'm going to save for later, uh, closer to the match. So we will move along to... Braun murdering two men on television in front of us. The jobbiest jobbers who have ever jobbed in the history of jobbing uh, get absolutely destroyed by Braun Strowman. I've said this week over week, so sorry if this is redundant for some of you. Braun Strowman isn't going to be like my favorite type of wrestler, but the type of wrestler that he is for people that like that type of wrestler, he's like the pinnacle of. And this is a really great example of it. We have MVP. Uh, with Omas looking on, saying that some monsters should remain in the shadows, and that he's kind of brought Omas in to make Braun look like a little bit more regular of a person. Um, neither of these guys are super for me, so them being centralized to one angle is fine by me. I'll I think go a it's step further. Them being centralized into an angle that will culminate into a match in Saudi Arabia is perfect. That crowd will love it. They will pop because they don't see wrestling uh, live enough. So they'll love this. It's perfect. Just don't overkill it. Yeah, I think they don't need to make this like a four-month best of three series by any means. I'm I'm with you on that. I think that's a, a very, very good call. Um, so there you go. Oh, by the way, murdered. since we're talking about it, brand split, you know, Omos just shows up on SmackDown yeah, exactly. because <laughs> <Brand split laughs> two <dead>. segments earlier, <laughs> two segments earlier, they're like, you're safe. That We never see people from Raw on the show except for all the time. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see wherever it goes. I'll I'll give it I'll give it a minute. I'll let it play out like everybody is asking. But uh up next we got something that made me very very happy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Up next, we got L.A. Knight versus Mansoor. <sighs> this is all I ever wanted. This is one of the few guys that was over from NXT. This guy wants to wrestle, not be a manager. Uh, as as great as I think he actually was in that role with an angle that maybe necessarily, I don't, I don't even want to say it wasn't working because people really liked it. My whole thing with Maximum Male Models was how does this well over thing that people like of these models revealing these collections get into a wrestling ring because they never really closed that gap of like okay why are they gonna fight people in a wrestling ring uh but this found a reason uh and more importantly max dupree is back to la night and i'm so happy that he's wrestling and more importantly he looked really happy that he was wrestling which made me just like that that warms my heart. This was kind of a glorified squash. We do get a championship wrestling of Hollywood reference yeah. on here. We also get Roxanne Perez being referred to as the ROH women's previous ROH women's champion earlier or later in the show, which I thought was great. I'm going to pretty soon stop rewarding them for doing things that they should be doing like this. But Championship wrestling of Hollywood is a deep cut, so I'm gonna award that one today. That that's that's really really cool. And LA Knight did the thing; he beat Mansoir, yeah, and immediately said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I don't need you cheering for me. I did that for me. You're all a bunch of incels. Now back to being a heel because I'm LA Knight. Yeah, and it yeah, boom, boom. Eli Drake was carrying." TNA when it was in the mud, you know, and he deserves this. He deserves a run at being a legit entertainer at the top of his game because he is that good. So I'm glad he's getting that. I'm not glad that they turned him heel immediately because now the models are even more in the mud, but I do like the idea of a mid-card tag team. And as long as they keep the gimmick fun, I think people will love it. Yes, yeah, so um, LA Knight did win. I should probably mention how. <laughs> he won with the Blunt Force Trauma, which is basically a snapmare. Um, connecting with Knight here. My only complaint about the match itself was Mansoor hit two DDTs that were pretty nasty, and LA Knight kind of barreled through them, no problem. And I'm with you. I He's a damn good promo. He's a damn good heel. 
he's just really over. So him immediately giving a you people promo, uh, I, I, I kind of wish he was working face. I also feel like in the mid card right now, we have a couple of heels and we could use a really good face like LA Knight versus Seth Rollins. I want to see that. And Seth Rollins is a heel. Gunther is a heel. And I feel like he should be in that mix of people that we talk about with that like mid card working their way up situation. So I feel like him working face would just also be more um, preferential to, to what those matchups might look like. So, um, but I, I'm with you. Match was glorified squash, but, but pretty good. And uh, it was, I was just excited to see LA night wrestling again. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> let's, let's revel in these small victories that the Hunter regime is getting. Cause you can't keep getting these small wins for just fixing the bad. But right now he's doing that and it's going over like a charm because he had to fix a lot of bad. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think he still has some work to do. I was thinking about this the other day of, you know, he was in a really, really big hole and he's made a lot of really good jumps. There's still a lot of things that I'm not like super into. One thing that I realized is like a lot of the people that have returned, haven't really been in stories or anywhere near the titles. Like, Gargano, Braun Strowman, like these people I haven't really found. Hit Row was kind of like on a track toward a title challenge and then they got swerved around. So like, no pun intended with Hit Row getting swerved. Uh, but, uh, but I would like to see and Karrion Cross was like on a strong path kind of toward contendership it looked like. And then he won via pepper spray. Kind of didn't feel like great. So um, no, It's almost like he was just slotting them back in to the roles they would have had. And it's more like just trying to make you forget that they were released. I do think that some of them will eventually rise up. But right now, some of them are just sort of around. Like Dexter Loomis is getting pops for stalking a man's family, which is not okay, by the way. But, you know, whatever. We're we're, weird. It's WWE. And truly, like... Sasha and Naomi walked out because the women's tag titles. And I'm kind of like, they're not like in a much better spot. Like they're constantly losing right now. And they kind of looked like chumps against Bianca, but we'll get there. I guess he's not asking Dakota to pin EO in a match, which. Yeah. Which is egregious, but also um, I have, it just hasn't been that damn long. Like I have these things that I would like to get corrected, but I also understand like, where we were at to where we are now, you have to set the chessboard and then you got to arrange the pieces. And for any time of year for that to be a little off kilter, now's the time. You got to have that set by Royal Rumble and make the biggest sweep going into that season. So I have I have patience for it. Like I'm excited that the mid card means something again. I'm excited that the pacing is watchable. So I'll take those victories. I would like to see the, the booking get a little bit stronger on the way. Broadway Joe saying, I'll give Triple H the rest of 2022 for small victories. 2023, I'm grading WWE and AEW on the same scale. That's I think that's fair. fair. I think especially after Mania, once we get through what is likely to be Rock Roman, once you get through Mania with Roman, whatever happens is fair game. Whatever happens, it's Triple H's story to tell. Completely. Completely. Like At that point, he should have the roster he wants, at least mostly... um, 
and he all of the storylines will have been under his control. Tom Lavelle asking about LA Knight, but how is his jacket? Shoes of a champion? Uh, they might put Ikmanjiru in that story if you want to go into jacket time. I mean, but, uh... <laughs> That's the call up the main roster needs. Ikmanjiru? Ikmanjiru. We have not seen him in a long time. Well, that's because you don't watch the greatest show of all time, NXT Level Up on Friday nights because you're too busy doing this. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. So we'll move along to our women's trios match, um, which before, earlier in the night, we saw a promo where we see Roxanne Perez from NXT, speaking of. Um, she's that ROH former champion that I was talking about. She is an absolute megastar of the future. She is just 20 years old. What she did in this match I thought was great, and I absolutely hated the ending. A lot of people thought it was fine. I did not. We'll get there. Um, but essentially, Roxanne Perez comes up from NXT. There's a pick-your-poison match where she gets to choose um, her rival, Cora Jade's competitor, and she chooses Raquel. They have a history that makes sense. Uh, Bailey says that's a bad pick. And what are you doing throwing someone like Raquel in there when there's people as qualified and as established as damage control? And Roxanne Perez points out, y'all have been losing a whole heck of a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with Raquel. And then Who's Rob also been losing, by the way. Who's also been losing, but I will say this. Bailey has beat Raquel and Bailey has beat Shotzi. Um, which makes the booking in this yeah. even more baffling to me. But I thought the match itself was was really, really strong. I really liked a lot of the in-ring we got here. I thought Roxanne Perez looked fantastic. Um, she's very, very smooth for someone who is so young. She's very, very smooth for someone of any age. But she, in-ring-wise, just everything, everything's clicking. Six-person matches are not, like, the easiest thing to jump into in your first main roster match, too, and I thought she looked good. Ultimately, what happens is Bailey slams Roxanne into the ropes, tries to rose plant her, and then they trade roll-ups and Bailey gets the pin. I get. I get it. I get that Roxanne has less experience and that Bailey's one of the greatest to ever do this, but I loathe that people... <laughs> Come up from NXT, and the first thing that they tell us about them is that they're losers and that they can't hang. I understand in the match, she was like move for move. I get that she was right there as a wrestler, but when Roxanne Perez points out that all Bailey has been doing is losing, she lost twice this week already, Robert. And then she loses to said loser. I think it's dumb when Shotzi and Raquel are right there. And I understand the booking, and I want Bailey to get wins. But Shotzi and Raquel are right there. They've already lost to Bailey. You could have Roxanne get the win here and Bailey go ballistic and beat the ever living crap out of Raquel in the process because maybe she was involved in the pin and then Roxanne is is so alarmed by that or something. Um, and furthermore, I think having Bailey go back to NXT to work heel is maybe not going to work because. Bailey and Sasha, yeah, Bailey and yeah. Sasha put on arguably the best women's match of all time, or at least in the top five. Um, I think they're going to be rooting for Bailey. She's already a likable enough heel. Like we're already booing her with a wink and a nod. So uh, I get the story that they're telling. I watch NXT every Tuesday. I completely see where this is going. 
Um, I just feel like you get to book whatever you want. And this was not a good route to take. And people are saying, well, she's on NXT. This isn't her debut. It's her debut, guys. This is the first time she's wrestled on the main roster, whether it's like your official main roster debut or not. Like, this is the first match that she's wrestled on the roster. It's her debut. So I didn't like it. I get the story. I just feel like it's dumb to have people's first impression of someone be, she's a loser. <laughs> I, so I think Bailey needed to win. If you're going to put her in the ring with Roxanne, I think she needed to win. Because I think it was a failure that she lost on Saturday. I think she should be the Raw Women's Champion right now. She definitely I should get, be Candice. There was she should have no- been Candice, but at the same time, Candice, if you're going to have her on Raw, needs a win or two. Cool, I don't book have- it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's fair. Don't book yourself in the corner. I think she beat Roxanne. I see some people in the chat here saying maybe uh, Cora picks her on Monday since she's already beaten Roxanne and then Roxanne beats her. I don't think that's going to work for every reason you just mentioned because Bailey goes back to NXT and she's a god yeah. in NXT. So I think we probably end up with someone like Aria or something, but... Bailey had to win here. It's just a shame that Roxanne had to lose here because I agree with you. And when you've got shots, you're right there who I love, but hasn't won a damn thing on the main roster. You probably could have just pinned Shotzi Blackheart. Cool. Then don't book a six person match. Like I guess Shotzi would come up a title match next week. Okay. Um, just book, honestly, just book Roxanne against Dakota. Dakota can take the L. Like, yeah, or 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 something else. Like I always say that, like it's not my job to go then figure it out. But like you got other women there, you got Zia Lee, you got Lacey Evans, you got like you got tons of people sniffing around. Or, um, like I don't know. I think if Bailey lost and went berserk, I don't want Bailey to lose. But her going berserk, I think, makes more sense for this. Um. Broadway Joe making me feel extremely I hate this comment. Broadway Joe, (laughs) thank you for your support, but I hate this comment. Go ahead, Kate. Fun fact, Roxanne is the first person to wrestle on SmackDown born after it premiered in 1999. Pretty cool. Uh, Brother, I got news for you. That's not a fun fact, pal. That's a a sad... I can can feel my hair turning gray as I read that comment. Oh, no. I'm so... Uh, <laughs> Matthew Plus chiming in via Humper Chat for something unrelated. But if you saw on Twitter, uh, Eva Marie, I think was trolling, but him asking, was there any information on Eva Marie's video? Is it legit or is she just trying to do an inception on Triple H? I I think she is a smart little troll. I don't I think see her coming back right now. Everyone's having the time of their lives with these. Uh, oh my god, the Wyatt Six, and we're gonna put all these puzzle pieces together that aren't actually there yet. But 100%. I think Eva coming back, to be honest, I wouldn't be against it if you use her in a, the right capacity. You got Scarlet on the roster, I think Eva can fit very much that same mold. You know, not everybody has to be great between the ropes, Eva has a role that she can do very well. I agree to disagree, Robert. I I, prefer... I think I'm the only person at Fightful <laughs> who will take up for Eva Marie. Just did it. Yeah. I, I appreciate that about you. I think she's very pretty. 
I don't think she's the best on the bike. I don't think she's the best in the ring. I actually felt like at the end of her first run, when she was doing the like, oh, I'm injured. Oh, my wardrobe or whatever. That kind of was fun. But I I don't need her back in the current landscape. I wish she was nowhere to be found, Robert, as far as WWE. I, I understand goes. that. And right now she isn't. You know, there and it I, is. that, that might be the way it stays. And maybe that's because she's using NordVPN, Robert. <laughs> Maybe she went to Lithuania for pay-per-view Maybe. prices. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that Sean Ross Sapp is here to tell you about NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, unlock geo-block content. Maybe you missed the WWE Network. Maybe you want that AEW+. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get UFC pay-per-views at a reduced rate. Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that, and you can do it with four months for free with that link. Not only that, you get your 30-day money-back guarantee as well, just in case you don't like it for any reason. It works on all of your devices so you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. Yeah, it can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Well, there you go. All the information and all the savings you could ever need with NordVPN. And with all the money you're saving, why won't you go on over to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe? That's Everything right. that you found out about Rey Mysterio, you could have found out earlier today on Fightful Select. Five dollars. Five dollars. That's it. That's it. Half of Sean Spears. A perfect ten, but you can subscribe at the ten dollar tier. We appreciate that too. But really, uh, anything you wanted to do, really, yeah. we're not going to tell you not to give us money. Yeah, give us all the money. We appreciate it. But so much going on at Fightful Select, including sour graps. You get it for free on Tuesdays as the NXT post show, but you also get it every Monday with Alex Pulaski, oftentimes myself, and Fridays right after this. If he's smart and loves himself enough, he'll start it during this but you can get that on fightful select as well all the scoops you could ever want additional podcasts so much value coming more details on bray wyatt's deal more details about saraya's return so much great news coming out of fightful select we appreciate you that's what i remind you on the main channel to tune into grapsity tomorrow as well support those graps boys last saturday we had five shows on a saturday a little tamer this time but Great shows nonetheless. So we appreciate your support. Head on over there, would you? You also would have found out about some spoilers that are coming later regarding Stu Grayson, regarding Maria Canellas, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. So good stuff there. But we are going to move right along. We got uh, another vignette about I guess the Viking Raiders are spooky too with Sarah Logan. So, yes. I, look, I, I like that they're doing this. It makes sense. Put Sarah back in the company. She got a perfect role with the Vikings. They're all legitimately Vikings. Perfect. I just hope they do something with them this time. I hope so too. I think they're a great tag team. Sarah Logan being there makes perfect sense. I think Triple H said, you know what? 
black and gold was like a metal show every week and you took that away from me. So now I've given you these bangers of themes that Bray Wyatt's got now. I'm yes. giving you these metal vignettes. People are getting hit by cars. We're just tearing the roof off this place. So making up for lost time is him, but good for Sarah Logan. If she's coming back, I think that rules. Absolutely. Getting very stable, heavy in WWE, which I love her fitting in there, I think is awesome. So good on that. Um, and we move along to Legato Del Fantasma versus Hit Row. Uh, ultimately, this is kind of, I don't want to say it's a, a squash. It's a little bigger than that, but a commanding win, I would say. Um, this ends by Toro tagging back into the match and a, like kick-assisted Russian leg sweep, I yeah, want to say, like, to get the win. I think he calls it the Sacrificio. It's um, like an Enzigari meets a Russian leg sweep. Yeah, it's a cool uh, move. It's a cool move. They won um, decisively, and yeah, they had the numbers advantage because they have one more guy yeah. than Hit Row does. But boy, does this not spell good things for the winning future of Hit Row. Yeah, and they seemed on a really strong track. Like, they looked like they were going to be kind of in tag contention. I do think that this might be a full-blown feud, so I don't think it's necessarily bad because I think they could get some Ws back. And I do feel like there's this thing where I I believe wins and losses should always matter. That's the point of a wrestling match, right? But there are some acts that are perpetually over and they have an easier time eating losses than than others. Um, so I feel like because they're perpetually over, people are still going to be behind them, even if they, they kind of eat some of these L's. Santos Escobar is just like the coolest dude in yeah. the world, man. <laughs> yeah. Every time this guy is on my screen, I it it makes me so happy. I feel like so many people get compared to Eddie Guerrero. And as far as like the charisma factor, Santos is, is the closest to me because it's just like understated, but very obviously there, like in, in a very yeah. gives me Eddie chills way, which I appreciate. So they win this in a, a commanding way. I'm excited to see what Legato can do. I thought Zelina with, um, when she had Andrade in that stable was some of the best work that was being done during the pandemic. And I, I think this is a, a fantastic fit. No offense to Electra Lopez. I thought she was great with them too. I think this is also a good move. I don't, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong there, but very happy to see Zelina on TV. Zelina carries herself like an absolute bona fide star. And I think when you combine that with the fact that she was helping carry the company through the pandemic with Andrade and Angel, I wish Angel was, I wish it was Angel and Umberto, nothing against DJ Z and uh, Cruz del Toro, but I wish it was those guys because that was magic and Santos is magic. And I think there's different elements you can shuffle around there, but these guys look great together. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I think... It's funny when some people come up from NXT, I feel like people need to be explained who they are. Like Santos Escobar, you don't need to know a damn thing. That guy walks into a room, you know everything that guy is about. And I think yep. that's so special. It's a really, really cool and rare thing to find. But we move along to Sonia Deville talking that crap on Liv Morgan. And then Liv Morgan coming out with all the fire I wanted to see during her championship reign and beating the crap out of Sonya Deville. And I think it's awesome. 
Um, Zonia showed up on NXT. Uh, I didn't love what they did there. Alex and I had a very long rant about it uh, because they, in our opinion, completely insulted our intelligence because if someone tries to maim your face and ruin your life for months, just letting bygones be bygones and saying you had your differences, that's not like a time heals all wounds thing to me. She was trying to disfigure Mandy's face. I told uh, you it was COVID. Things were different. You know, they, they sat down, they got some donuts. It's all good now. We're going to help each other again. Is it, that's how friendships work in the Northeast. It's just, that's what I, it is. I live in the Northeast, sir. I, so I, do, I don't like know why you don't understand like, this. Eh, it's cool. Um, per usual, because Alex has a great wrestling mind and a, an illness where he has to fix everything. He was like, why didn't they just say... You know what? Mandy figured out something. She's not that little blonde girl bopping around with dudes on the main roster anymore. She came down here with a new look and a new attitude and learned to be a champion. And that is someone I can be friends with. Yeah, but she is exactly what they could have done. I (laughs) I think they were just so incensed, honestly, about just going... And you know the reality of it. They're all, they're just best friends and shut up. Like That's what they wanted to do and that's what they did. One... Alex fixed it in like with 20 seconds of notice and three sentences. That's all I'm saying. Alex is really good at this. Subscribe to Fightful Select. He will fix all of the creative that he can't handle. And it's really fun to sit and, and watch. <laughs> I really hope that man doesn't give himself an aneurysm trying to do this. Oh, he absolutely that. is. Half I the worry time I about him. Stream, it's like his wife's asleep. Someone's got to call 911 <laughs> if something happens. But. But I'm very excited to see Sonia in this angle. I think her and Liv is really fun. I'm excited to see Sonia get used again. I feel like she's so great. Um, and I feel like she was established as such a good heel through that storyline that we were talking about with Mandy Rose. Then obviously, of course, the the real life unfortunate stuff happened. I thought she did a pretty good job in that authority figure role. Um, the things that I didn't like about it were not because of her. I thought her feud with Naomi other than going on way too long, like what she was doing with it was really good. Um, I, I think she's a fantastic talent. So seeing her get utilized again is something that makes me happy. And I think her and Liv could could put something really fun together. What did you think of this segment? Uh, this was great, except for the fact that Sonya just came off like a badass on Tuesday night. <laughs> and now you've got her coming off like the weakest person on the roster. Damn it, you couldn't do this with someone else. Zia Lee is on the roster. Give her a microphone. Let her insult Liv Morgan and off you go. I mean, why, why couldn't you just do this or just do this last Friday and it would have been whatever. But like right after you make Sonya look great, you make her look so easily punked out. Didn't yeah, like that. That's true. I feel like she was supposed to be caught off guard here, but also like if you're talking crap about someone into a microphone, you should probably assume they're nearby. So that's, a, that's a very, very fair call. Um, Vape Ross Vape chimes in with two bucks saying for that background mean gene. Well, I, lo- I love the background. <laughs> thank you for your $2. I think I'm a little more worth it, but you can't go wrong with some old school WWF. <laughs> we love it. We love I'm it stealing here. those initials, as you very well know, Kate. I'm I know. stealing the WWF initials. Oh, just you wait, people at home. Just you wait. Just you Robert wait. Robert is WWF, so I'm excited. I'm excited for this, and I'm excited to welcome Alex Pulaski onto the stream, <laughs> who is going to give you what I believe will be 
a taste of what's to come over on Fightful Select with Sour Grabs. Mm. I'm sure talking about this Sonya Deville situation. Hi, Alex. Hi, you, you you are you already established Lacey Evans as the one who doesn't think that Lee, Liv Morgan is is worth anything. There you you already established her as the person on the roster <laughs> who 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 keeps talking crap about about uh, about Liv Morgan and then ends up getting eating a senton through a table for it. That's her role on the show. You don't need to muck, muck up the whole thing with Sonya Deville when she's starting a whole new. A program, albeit a stupid one, in NXT, you don't need to, to muck all those things up. You have a designated goer through a tabler <laughs> on the roster. Just use that person. There, I think. Matt, absolutely right. He's he's absolutely right. I didn't even think about Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is so far removed from my brain that I didn't even think about her. But that's Try not to think about a money brain. idea. It's a great idea. See, this is Alex has a wonderful gift and illness where he has to go through and fix something he doesn't like. Do. That's my um, laundry in the back over this shoulder. I don't usually get the wide. <laughs> I don't usually get the wide angle. I got to put away some laundry tomorrow. There you go. There you go. Well, Alex, while you're here, you want to tell the people what's coming up at twelve fifteen on Fightful Select. Uh, it's, it's, it's the sour graps review of SmackDown. And, uh, and if you can, if you can breeze through a nothing episode of, of Rampage, then you, you can come over and say hi and have, have your own nitpicks to throw at people behind the paywall, which is, I know where you like to do most of your nitpicking. So, you know, I mean, hang out with us. It'll be fine. Uh, I have, I have a lot of, of a very interesting thing. I hope they're interesting things. I found Bray Wyatt's uh, promo very interesting and I have things to say about it. Let's, 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 let's say that. I am excited. I will come jam with you after the main channel on Fightful Select because I will be doing this. I will also need to release the sour as Orion 666 says because while I, Went through my complaints. I will do so more passionately with Roxanne Perez losing in her first match on the main roster. But head over there starting this. in five minutes. Alex making people he doesn't like into designated <laughs> goer through tablers is why this man needs his own nationally televised program. I don't know about the second part. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't like Lacey he Evans. He didn't make it's, her. It's, they, they made her. They made it. They made her into that sort of character now. They made her into that character. So it's there you true. go. All right. Well, Bye, hop everybody. on over at Fightful Select. See you in like you five minutes. You have to have dueling post shows. You have to have us yes. on one screen and right. Alex on the other. If, honestly, in, in this day and age, if you're not dual screening it, are you even watching anything? Yeah. Are you even consuming content? Like You're not. Are you? you can't yeah. be. So. In this economy? Come on. Yeah. We're not in our <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Alex, for reminding Bye. us. It was, that. it was good to see Bye. you both. Bye. Fightful Select. Too. Five minutes. Bye. Alex, we're... go. <laughs> you did all right. So what happened was Alex tried to take himself on the, off the screen at the same time I did, and we inadvertently. Now, I will say this: I never get to release the sour behind the paywall. I don't do anything behind the paywall, so maybe I'll come and release the sour behind. The okay, paywall. I didn't know you had any. To be honest, you're so nice and normal. A lot of people Robert don't invite it too if he wants to come. Oh, invited. After dark, we're having a fightful select party. Right. Robert's Wait. invited. I'm invited. Alex is hosting. Perfect. <laughs> That's right. 
it's it's a triple threat. It's a triple threat sour grabs. That rules, actually. Let's Bye. Bye. Well, one of these days I'm going to have to uh, also jump in on your takes on Greece, which are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do a podcast on Know Your News. Alex and I do reviewing bad, weird, odd movies. And we did Greece. And at the end of it, Alex calculated that the whole thing takes over takes place over an entire school year and that nothing really happens. And his reaction of processing that in real time is like one of my favorite moments in the whole mine as in well. the whole wide world. But one of my favorite things of the night was this fatal four-way match. Holy cow. So for the international um I'm sorry, for the I intercontinental title, the IC title, we get Ricochet. We get Solo Sokoa, and we get Sheamus in a match. Karrion Cross was supposed to be in it. Not medically cleared because of the old car, car accident. accident. Imagine that. <laughs> so Rey Mysterio gets put in here. This is where we find out that Rey Mysterio was firmly planted on the SmackDown roster, which means so much in this world. Um, and boy, oh boy, I thought this match was fantastic. I thought they did such a good job of protecting both Sheamus um and solo in this loss like i i feel like they they didn't look bad at all and i loved 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 what we got for the ending here ricochet heads to the top ray mysterio voids the 450 solo comes in with a splash and a hip attack to ricochet and ray uh and then takes out sheamus with the wheel kick head to break come back <laughs> ultimately this ends with ricochet catching ray mysterio um, and he winds up eating a spike head scissors, a 619 from Ray, and then a frog splash from Ray to get the win. That spiked head scissors was bananas. Ray Mysterio is 47. I can't believe he moves like this when I hurt trying to get up from my couch. Um, just a fantastic match. I really hope we get a Ray Mysterio and Ricochet feud at some point. Their chemistry was, I thought, unbelievable in this. This was this was just fantastic. That's one of those matches that kind of fits in that dream match subcategory that I never thought of before, that I never put together. Like, of course, I would want to see Rey Mysterio and uh, Ricochet, but thought this match was great. I felt like um, I also thought that Sheamus was going to win. I thought that was just the logical way to get back to like a best of three with Gunther. I think maybe that's put on the back burner for a little bit is not a bad idea. I like longer term storytelling. Um, I didn't think Ray was going to win this. I thought he was in it to to make a who doesn't want to see Ray Mysterio in a in a four pack, right? But him winning, I think, is is great. Who doesn't want to see Ray Mysterio versus Gunther? He's going to fly around like crazy for that guy. What did you think of this match and the result? I thought the match was phenomenal. Triple H, the one thing I will praise his era for, undoubtedly, he has done so much for the mid card titles, yes. and he knows oh, they need so to much. mean something. And so it's much. because he's a wrestler. Imagine that. The wrestler understands every spot on the card needs to mean something. Rey Mysterio at 47 is the best damn wrestler in the world <laughs> when he wants to turn it on. Because we've seen him not turn it on. And then it's like, okay, Ray phoned that one in. But he's given us his whole life, so we can't you know, complain too much. If he turns it on for a Gunther match, I think that could be one of the best matches we see all year. Or whenever it happens. My I think, word. Yeah. Like yeah, that's going to be incredible. Uh, Ray in his 
Prime was made to be getting thrown around by Gunther. So sure. this is exactly where we need to go. My only, only issue with this is it got down to outcome the brawling brutes. They take out the bloodline. And Michael Cole goes, it's Rey Mysterio and Ricochet. Who's going to win? Well, gosh, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, poor Ricochet, because he's done great things. He ain't doing them right now. And as soon as it's down to those two, you know where we're going. Sure. And Ray tried his best at the end here, but he looks at the camera and he goes, oh, my God. Two hours ago, I wanted to quit, and now I've got a shot at the Intercontinental title. Wow! A little cheesy. Like, okay, Ray, you can you can do better, but I'm glad you're gonna go into a feud with Gunther. This is great. This is what wrestling should be: four guys fighting for a title. It matters, and it's a great way to end the wrestling portion of the show. Yes. Uh, Dan Daniels saying what we were all thinking, uh, which was, I don't want to fight my son, so let me fight Gunther instead. Is like a hell of a leap. Um, our own Jeremy Lambert had tweeted something to the effect of just punch your kid in the face. He would much rather not punch his kid, so he's gonna go get yeah, thrown around by Gunther. I'll tell you what, if we also get um, Ray versus Ludwig and Ray versus uh, Giovanni Vinci out of this. I would not be mad about that. Either, I but... would not be mad either. Robert, More importantly, would... oh, we, go got, we got Ray against Santos Escobar for the IC title potentially being lined oh up gosh. here. I'll take it. Yep. No complaints about that. I think this all sounds great. In fact, That's... I think it all sounds like magic. I think it sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. Eat it. And yeah. it would just you, be like the most you, magical spoonful you I know, could this, imagine. You know, this this four-way was quite the variety pack, wasn't it, Kate? It sure was. There were so many delicious flavors, Robert. The nostalgia of cereal. Before you grew up and you realized it's probably not the healthiest thing to be eating unless you're eating magicspoon.com slash Fightful. How about this? 13 to 14 grams of protein. Four to five net grams of carbs in each serving, low carb, keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, and only 140 calories per serving. It's truly innovated and changed the game with sugary cereals. They've spent time to perfect the crunchy texture and develop an astounding variety of flavors. So you always get something that hits the spot, but without any of the things that are bad for you. There's a flavor for everyone. They've got the classics, just like you remember. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter. I mix cocoa and peanut butter for that peanut butter cup flavor. They also have the cult favorites. Blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nut, you also have the indulgent ones like cookies and cream and cinnamon roll. And if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, get a custom bundle. Use that code Fightful at checkout. Get $5 off your order, and they're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. You can return it, no questions asked. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. Anyways. Felt so good about it. Felt so good about my segues so far tonight because we do have a third. But before we get to the third, uh, we get to talk about the segment that has the most super chats and humper chats. And it makes me so happy because 
we haven't had something like this in wrestling a while, especially on the WWE side. Something that I'm not out here even hawking for. You guys just want to talk about Bray Wyatt, which is great. We've got Joseph Query saying, oh boy, Wyatt's promo was great. I wonder if the storyline is his inner self trying to escape a demon, trying to possess him based on the ending. Seems like it's heading at least somewhere in that arena. Very intrigued by it. Flame Inc. saying, I really don't see why The Fiend is so liked in wrestling. He was never one of my favorites. Glad he's back, though. They do need some fresh faces. He was never one of my favorites. This is very healthy for wrestling. And I think we're getting not The Fiend. I think we're getting yes. Ray Wyatt, which I think will be very good. Still creepy, still spooky. I don't think we're getting The Fiend. The Fiend, I think, by the end of it, was definitely my least favorite incarnation of Wyatt. But what they're doing with him now, more closer to the man, Bray Wyatt, I very much enjoy that. Agreed. And I think, um, like, spooky stuff's just not for me. Like, I like your Kevin Owens, your Eddie Kingston's, your CM Punk's of the world. That's just my type of dudes in wrestling. It is an undeniably extremely healthy thing for wrestling that that he's back. It makes me really, really happy. Um, but Nick Campbell saying, Bray doing the Cicada 3301 references needs Mustafa Ali alongside it. Um, looking forward to the development of the Pinnacle versus Kingdom slash Embassy. Great time for wrestling fans. It is a great time for wrestling it is. fans. Thank you for recognizing that, Rick Cam- Nick Campbell. Uh, appreciate it when people set aside their tribalism and realize we're in a golden age right now and it rules. Biggie, who I'm sure is definitely Biggie Langston, <laughs> saying it was good, such interesting to see Bray come out and be so candid tonight in such an emotional promo. Wondering if this masked Bray is a whole new personality. I think it's going to be... Well, well, we'll talk about it. I'm going to read this last super chat and then we're going to kind of run through his promo a little bit. Shaka29 chiming in via Humper Chat at humperchats.com saying, Tonight was a tale of two crowds for me. The taped one felt way more lively than the live one, but Bray and Stu back in their respective companies. I'm so happy about Stu Grayson, too. Don Castle versus Jericho set up and the kingdom and AEW wrestling makes me happy. Well, wrestling makes me happy, too. Also makes me a little sour. I'm going to hyperfix it on the sour after this, but a lot of things that make me happy going on here. Um, Broadway Joe chiming in saying, Wyatt six as Bray's six personalities and they all go to war against each other is exactly the type of story I would expect out of Bray. No idea how they pull it off. So, like, the Wyatt six thing, let's just... Nobody has said Wyatt six is going to be a thing. Wyatt six is a trademark owned by Wyndham Rotundo, and... It's something we thought he might do when he wasn't coming back. He might not do the Wyatt Six on WWE TV. We don't even know what that is. But I love the fact that this character is so interesting that nobody has shut up about the idea of a Wyatt Six since he's come back because he is that intriguing of a personality. I don't think that's where they're going with this, but he could pull it off. I absolutely think that's where they're going with this. For a few reasons. One, it would be a waste not to. When you have someone of his capabilities, uh, to not put a stable behind him is almost silly. Uh, I, I think like you just automatically have people that feel important by being around him, which is something that's extremely valuable. Two, the attention to detail on the costumes of the like mascots from the Firefly Funhouse that came alive 
if they're not doing it and he's just that committed to his art, God bless him. But those were like hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars per costume with that. Um, three, there has been some reports that uh, Bodas might be on his way back. So I can't imagine him coincidentally just coming back for no reason. So, and Alex has been acting a little bit funny and is injured. Like I, I think, um, I think they're shaping up. If they don't, that's awesome. But what I loved here was in this promo, he says that he gets to come out and be a version of himself that he's never been before, which is basically him just being him. And the whole time I was like, him being unmasked is going to be spookier than him, him being masked. I don't know how we get there, but actual real life Bray Wyatt is going to end up being creepier than anything we've ever seen before. Um, but he talks about losing two close friends in the time that he was gone. I think that was references obviously to, to Brody and to, and to Sarah Lee um, and was very emotional and kind of was talking about being his authentic self. And then a video uh, in his creepy vein interrupted him. And he, before then, I should say, before the video, he thanked Bray Wyatt for everything that he was been given. Um, which I thought was really, really cool. Like that he, William Rotunda, in a sense, was thinking the character of Bray Wyatt. And that's where this all gets kind of bananas. This video comes on, interrupts him. We can only assume it was like a summoning of sorts, but that's what we go home on. And I love that cliffhanger. I think that's so much fun. What did you think of this segment? We know where you think it might be going. You don't think it's going in the stable direction. What did you think of what we saw tonight specifically? I think that everything they've done with this character is a hit so far. It's an amazing display of why he didn't go anywhere else. Because the reality is Wyndham could have gone to AEW if he wanted. Impact would have backed up the truck for him, I'm sure. You know, but he can't do this kind of entertaining Hollywood production storytelling in any other wrestling company. And Triple H has already said in his interview with Ariel Hawani that, you know, Bray Wyatt is a very creative man and sometimes you got to rein him in a little bit. This reeks of just the most unique creativity that WWE has seen in decades. And I think that this was like the best segment they've produced in a while. And this whole thing feels like a movie. Yeah, I don't know if um I don't know if AEW would have fit. I feel like Impact is character driven, so they might have been able to pull stuff off. J Japan is Japan. They probably could have done something. But for this to work on all cylinders, I feel like it needs the spectacle of the WWE main roster. Like I'm in, in full agreement on that for sure. Um, which I think is a good thing. I think he ended up back where he kind of belongs in all this and I'm so refreshingly intrigued to see what comes next. So that should be exciting. A decent episode of SmackDown. It was nice to have uh, some like payoff since on Monday we didn't get Bray. We just got a replay of his package. And they really were hitting us over the head with it a lot tonight. So I'm glad that we actually got to, to hear him talk and some other exciting developments, but that's not all the wrestling we've got for you. No. You can weigh in at AEW Rampage, which we're going to review next. Get in those Super Chats. Get in those Humper Chats as we 
flip the script over to Rampage. This was out of Canada, eh? Uh, and our own Sean Rossap was there. That's why we had some extra spoilers for you on Fightful Select today. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we started off with this tag match between Claudio and Max. Uh, and Max and Mox. Being Butcher and Blade with a double stomp to the face of both. Uh, and a Death Rider. Followed by a Ricola bomb to end this one as Claudio gets the win here. I think Claudio was filming something, so he's been away for a little bit. Uh, but I am glad to see him back. He's so much fun. I thought this was a real fun opener. They they do this a lot on Rampage where it's like a fun, fast-paced, um, hard-hitting opener that the crowd is hyped for. They're going to be excited to see your champion. They're going to see be excited to see Claudio. Butcher and Blade and Bunny all got huge pops because they are from the Buffalo crew, and I'm sure a lot of them were in Canada. And uh, Ali being directly from Toronto. Yes, of course. So uh, just nice. But always nice to see those hometown pops. We get them later with Sean Spears and Ethan Page as well. But a fun opener. Uh, what did you think of the start of Rampage? So much fun. I mean... Sometimes, especially with Mox, would have liked the entrance on TV, would have liked the wild thing. I love the uppercut Sphinxini entrance. I think the show, from a production standpoint, was hacked to all hell. And you saw that in this first segment, but it's such a good match. Yeah, tons of fun. And I, I like opening Rampage with stuff that feels that hot because it's. Like, most people just watch SmackDown. We're starting this at 10 o'clock at night, right? Like, let's let's get it started on the right note. I thought that was fun. Relatively inconsequential. Um, but a lot of fun nonetheless. So we will absolutely take it. Um, and Bunny was out there, too, which we, of course, love to see. We did have uh, a Humper Chat coming in from the NCB, circling back to Wyatt, saying... Hi, Kate and Robert. Only saw the Wyatt promo live, and I will say, no matter how this return plays out, tonight's promo felt genuine, and that's when pro wrestling is at its best, when you care about the characters. That felt like Wyndham, not Bray. Yes. I think it was cool that it was both designed to and authentically that. Like, yeah, I think and I it think was supposed to. You know? He needed to do that because Bray Wyatt is a main event guy who got released, and I don't think he ever got the chance to say goodbye and thank you so now he was able to actually do that and still somehow further the story agreed agreed i think he if you look at the recent returns that emotional appeal part of it connecting with people has been such a big part of the pops that to then pivot it against the character of bray wyatt i think is awesome but back into aw rampage world what are you thinking of Adam Page and Mox being built out the way that it's been built out. Are you excited to see that title match? Yeah, okay. So these two needed to provide the stability to this world championship. And I think they will do that on Tuesday. The thing is, once Page loses, 
do you have MJF do the cash in right then and there? Because where do you go? It's obvious. It's full gear. They're going to do a world title eliminator during the pay-per-view because that's just their tradition. But where do you go now? There's not really a lot of challengers. Eddie refuses to fight him. Um, this will get paid out of the way. And the other two top contenders are gone, maybe for good. We don't really know. So I think great story built to this match, but I doubt Mox is losing it unless he really wants to go on vacation. Doubtful since his wife is there now, so they can just spend more time together that way. So who really knows where they're going to go with this, but I think Mox wins and then we have to figure out how we get an MJF. Yeah, I think, you know, Full Gear is in November, so that's like a nice cadence to build a program. Um, because let's not forget, too, this doesn't have to be a cash-in. This can be MJF setting up a match. Like, they, they've kind of been vague, I think, intentionally on what the, the token can mean. So he could just say, I'm doing this at Full Gear. I'm doing it in the Northeast. I'm doing it... Um, despite all of the people in the disgusting state of New Jersey, how dare you? Um, I, I think you could build out a, a nice cadence to that, but uh, he could also run through the rest of Blackpool Combat Club because he already went through Wheeler. Like, There's ways to make that interesting when I'm excited to see them. I think Mox definitely should and will retain here. Um, I think the depressed, anxious millennial cowboy that we saw this past Wednesday... I don't know if you can, because obviously who knows what happened after Brawl Out, but like if there's a way for his friends to come pick him up after he's lost, if the elite returns there, that could be an enormous move. If not, the Dark Order could do it. Stu's back now, right? Like them having the back of Hangman, somebody having the back of Hangman after all this goes down when he's spiraling, I think it'd be something that's really, really fun. So I think it, it would mean more if it's the elite. Obviously there's forces in play that we don't know, but I think to get back to that story would mean the most, not only the character, but to the fans, I think a real return to the core unit, which is where they were going anyway, would be a love letter to fans to say, listen, I know things have gotten a little murky here, but we're still here. Yeah, I think that would be both the perfect way to do it and and add a story. I think that would just be like a really a really nice way, but we'll see. Who yeah. knows? They might not even know. So we move along to this interview with Swerve and Keith Lee. Swerve in their glory, maybe. Interview with the beautiful, incredible, wonderful Renee Paquette. Um, and... Keith Lee says he's been swerving into the wrong lanes, kind of calling out some of his heel BS. I was not a fan that it took him as long as it did to beat Billy Gunn and that Swerve had to cheat to beat Billy Gunn <laughs> Wednesday. But I do like on this hand, Keith Lee calling out that behavior. I think that is a good call. Um, a fun and effective little segment. I think we all know where this is going. I think it's going somewhere that I want to see. So that makes me really happy. Swerve's just like the coolest dude in the world. Keith Lee is incredible. Uh, what did you think of this little interview that we got today? Oh, this was fine. They're kind of back on the path of Swerve will do whatever it takes to win. Keith Lee's not down with that. I'm all right with it taking him forever to beat Billy Gunn because Billy Gunn is far too jacked for a 60-year-old. And if he can <laughs> have the match, 
sure, go ahead. But I think these guys as singles is more important now than ever because we need singles. We just talked about there's so many people missing on that end. So, like, let's plug these guys in. Swerve and Wardlow, sign me up for that any day. Keith Lee and Wardlow. Keith Lee and Wardlow. Oh, my gosh. Good call. Good call. Um, But, yeah, I agree with you. I think, Robert, it would have taken a miracle for Billy Gunn to win on Wednesday. Mm. Kind of like a miracle you might need in between the sheets. And I'm not talking about the naughty pills that we're normally pushing. I'm talking about actual miracle brand sheets that will improve your entire sleeping experience. And darn it, if Sean Rossap's not here to tell you all about it, I don't even want to know. Don't wake up hot and sweaty and sticky. That's even if you are getting sleep. Miraclebrand.com slash Fightful has the answer for you. Self-cooling bed sheets to stay comfortable all night long. Avoid bacteria that your bed sheets are harboring. They give you allergies, acne, stuffy noses, all that stuff. These things are self-cleaning. They prevent 99.9% of bacterial growth. They stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. They got self-cooling properties. They're comfort. They're high quality. They're better for your skin. And when you go to miracle.com slash Fightful and try it today, we got a special deal for you. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout. Save 40% and get three free towels. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. They're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you aren't satisfied, you'll get a full refund. You're not going to want that. Miracle.com slash Fightful. Use the code Fightful at checkout to claim your free three-piece towel set and save 40%. Miracle.com slash Fightful. That's what's up. So just as Swerve, if Swerving you, y'all thought I was going for a Bluetooth read, didn't you? No, we're talking actual sheets that have wonderful technology to improve your sleep. So check them out. They're a new sponsor of ours. We appreciate their support as we do all of our sponsors, like we saw Magic Spoon and Nord as always. But we will keep the train moving here. We get ROH champion. I'm sorry. Ring of Jericho champion, Chris Jericho, and pure champion, Daniel Garcia, speaking about their actions from before. Um, I'm not, like, loving Anna Jay in this role. I feel like she should be heel. I don't think this is the type of heel she is. Uh, but we got a somewhat entertaining segment nonetheless. We have Daddy Magic asking, you know what makes his nipples hard? You want to know, Robert. I always want to know what makes his nipples hard. See, I want to know what makes Ethan Page's tits tighter. I don't really care about what makes his nipples hard, but he tells us. And we, more importantly, get Garcia um, saying that Danielson taught him a lot as his hero, taught him how to have heart. But Jericho taught him how to win matches when he hit him with that belt. Um, And that is why he is, and he declares into the camera, a sports entertainer. I cannot believe that. that they have gotten a year, almost a year of content out of the term sports entertainment. If that doesn't tell you, like at the end of the day, this all the wrestling world circles back to WWE. 
That's amazing. Like they got a year's worth of content out of just saying, I am a sports entertainer. Oh, boom. The hell with this guy. Like that's amazing that they have milked that stupid term for all this time. It's amazing. It's incredible. And it's, I think it was really a good call on Jericho's part too. He's good at realizing there was like this thing and not to be like, too much of a punk bark but i think when punk in his return talked about pro wrestling versus sports entertainment in like extremely definitive terms that conversation picked back up again like and i think uh like jericho saw that like there's the aw versus wwe tribalism but there's also like that sub thing and he just leaned right into it and a year later here we are there's a chant, you're a wrestler, being chanted at Amazing. Garcia. I don't like the double swerve at all. I feel like Garcia should have just done the turn and been done with it. I don't need to see this play out anymore. I feel like every Jericho stable gets played into the ground a little bit. But what I do like is Dalton Castle. He comes out and calls Jericho a naive little silly goose. And darn it. I'm inclined to agree with the wonderful Dalton Castle. He got a huge pop when I was there at Grand Slam. He got a huge pop in Toronto. Toronto? Is that where they were in Canada? Yeah, Toronto. Okay, making sure. Uh, Huge pop in Toronto. He got chance. I love this. I love seeing him and the boys come out. Um, A lot of ROH talent being used of, of more recent. I think hopefully that means we're getting closer to TV, which would be great. I know there were like six people watching ROH when it shut down, but I was one of them, okay? I love Dalton Castle. I love Cheeseburger. I love LSG. I love Shane Taylor. I love Jonathan Gresham. I loved what they were doing at ROH before it shut down. So to see some of those guys come back, and we'll get to the rest of them, uh, it made me really happy. It makes me really happy to see those guys getting to work again, to see maybe that means hints of they're going to be fully employed again. We saw Deppin. We've seen lots of guys. Um, Alexine, right? So just makes me happy to see those guys working. Uh, but tonight, Dalton Castle doing what he does best, giving a great promo with a really fun and entertaining line in there. I love that we get this type of flamboyance without it being wrapped up in any sort of like truly like he just feels more like Freddie Mercury to me than like um, any like LGBTQIA spectrum play that we get like right. poorly represented, which I, th- I think is good. It's refreshing in pro wrestling and he's so in control of it the whole time. So I just, I love Dalton Castle so much. He's been so committed to his work, always pushing boundaries with what he's doing. Um, and Jericho says he's going to pluck the feathers out of that peacock and we get a world title match set up. Don Castle wanting to restore dignity, taking it away from this little naive silly goose uh, to to the ROH title. I'm all for it. I think this rules. Uh, and what did you think? I love the line. I'm a I'm a powerful peacock who loads up the place with peacock power just because it's you're absolutely repeating yourself and it's not necessary, but he does it anyway. Dalton is great. Dalton is a great wrestler who can give Jericho an even better match, but Jericho can also beat him definitively, and it keeps that train going. You've got so many different world champions for Jericho to go through up until what I assume is leading towards final battle, which will be whenever Tony Khan decides to announce it. 
Um, this is a great start. I could have done without the Garcia swerve, but I'm guessing that's going to be a Danielson Garcia pure title match at some point. I do want to touch on Ada Jay, I think is good in this role. She's clearly meant to be this whiny Stephanie McMahon 2001 esque heel. It's just that waving the banner for Jericho isn't where she needs to be doing it. I think there's another place for her, but she's got the voice for this and she's nailing it. Even as awkward as she is, she is nailing this whiny voice. I couldn't have been happier to see her get squished tonight by uh, Nyla Rose. Um, no, I disagree. And uh, opinions are black and white. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I I liked the Anna J that was choking people out backstage. I liked the Anna J that was in the iteration of the heel dark order before they turned face. Like I like her in that badass um that heel role. I think she's a fantastic wrestler and performer. I just think this isn't the type of heel she is because she doesn't really belong there. She just kind of latched on to to Tay and it just, I don't know. It doesn't read as authentic to me at all, but the Anna J that was like, who are you? I'll choke you out. I loved that. I felt like that was so cool and different than what a lot of people were doing, but Matthew Makovsky having a rough baseball day as did I, as a Yankee fan Dodgers lost and now I'm sad. I'm sorry. I understand the pain. My Yankees scored in the second inning, I think. And then we're like, nah, we're done having offense for the day. So I hear you. But we move along to a segment that made me really, really happy, Robert. We got a hands-in from the Dark Order, who are always kind of juicing themselves up. And we see a hand get added to the pile of the hands-in from the outside. It's a hand that's taped up. It's a hand that's familiar to the Dark Order, Robert. It's Stu Grayson in Canada. And it made me so happy. I love Stu Grayson. I think he's such a fantastic wrestler. I don't think he was maximized to his potential in AEW. I love seeing him back here. I hope it's a thing where he's sticking around. I think there has been a bandwidth issue. And if ROH is opening soon, um, I think that that alleviates some of that, right? Like he was frustrated by how much YouTube show time he was getting and not TV time. This could change. Um, so I, I hope he's sticking around for, for a while, but uh, what did you think of seeing Stu Grayson return? Beautiful today? segment. I'm not going to get too excited simply because he said, well, it's Canada. I wouldn't have missed this. I hope he's back. I hope they didn't just do this for Canada. And then he's not there because that wouldn't be fair. Cause I think honestly, Stu was on the role of his life. Stu and Uno as a tag team are phenomenal. I think they need more of that, especially again, you're missing the young bucks. That's a good slot for the dark order to fill because they can have good matches. And I hope he's back for good. I hope so too. I would hope that you didn't, um, I mean, they basically put him back in the dark order. So I hope you wouldn't go that far if you weren't planning on keeping him around. So fingers crossed because he's a fantastic worker and he deserves to be employed by a television company. So we move on to Nyla Rose versus Anna Jay. Uh, this match was kind of middle of the road for me. I didn't think it was 
there was anything particularly wrong with it. There wasn't a ton that stuck out to me with it either. Nyla won with the best bomb, but I think we all knew that this was going in the direction it was going in. She has the title of Jade that she stole. Uh, this is... She'd been bringing it to conventions. Vicky had a 1 and 0 sign to troll Jade. Uh, and Jade came out after bonding her belt back and setting up this feud with Nyla. Um, an unorthodox route, but one nonetheless. We're seeing more women on TV. I hope this gets used to turn Nyla face because her personality is so wonderful. Um, and I don't, I feel like people naturally want to root for her. So I think we should just be allowed to, but she's hilarious on Twitter. She's reads really fun on screen. Um, she's been, I think a really good advocate for them, both not only in, in being transgender, but just in general for the company. I think she's a fantastic ambassador with her, um, sense of humor and positivity. So I would like to to root for her. She's going against Jade, who's a heel. You might as well turn her face. What did you think of the match? And what do you think of this kind of wacky little route to, uh, to a title match that we're getting? See, the, the story you laid out, I think, would make more sense. The vibe I got was that Canada was kind of feeling Jade more than they were Nyla, which puts this in a weird, okay, they're both kind of heels in the ring. And Nyla just beat a heel. And now Jade is trying to get her belt back. She beats up the security. Meanwhile, Nyla is allowed to Scooby-Doo her way past <laughs> uh, the, the baddies, which I didn't get at all because Jade, you're right there. Run up and grab your belt. And also, it shows a great lack of leadership from the referees, from Tony. I don't know how anybody's just... Nyla, give her the belt back. What are you doing? That's not yours. Give her the belt back now. Like, that's it. Yeah. And I thought, wasn't it just two weeks ago the referees were supposed to be taking authority? You know, what happened to that? Because they're not doing that here because Nyla's just allowed to do whatever she wants. I agree with you that Nyla should be the face here. I just don't think that the people are going to go in that direction. No, and I agree. The referees were supposed to get reprimanded and we saw them miss... The call with Swerve and Billy Gunn on Wednesday. We see them screwing up here. Um, Jade is always going to get cheered because of her look and her entrance, I think, on that initial part. So that didn't surprise me. Her pump kicking the security guards was awesome. But you're right in that they, like, did the same thing that with her that they kind of did with Wardlow, and Wardlow was a babyface. So it's it's a little bit muddy. It's a little bit weird, but... We'll see where it goes. I feel like there's more effort in the women's division, so I'm trying to leave room for the change that I've been asking for for so long. So hopefully that continues. Guys, we're coming down the home stretch. Get in those super chats and those humper chats if you would. Um, we get an Arya Davari promo with Hook. We're getting Davari versus Hook for Rampage, so that should be a whole bunch of fun. He says he doesn't want Hook in his stable which is insane. Of course you do, but I'm looking forward to that match. What are you, are you looking forward to that match? What did you think of this promo? I want to know why you wouldn't take $50,000 for that title. That's a very good point. I mean, honestly, I listen, I get sentimental value, but I think Taz understands $50,000 Jones over here is going to give him the, the, we can get another belt. Listen, you already had another one made before. We can get another belt. We, we split it 50-50, 25 for you, 25 for me. You know, that's another house. Like, it's, 
It's true, and it's not even like a recognized belt, so you could just go get one made. So I mean, fifty k is a lot for an unrecognized belt. That, by the way, no matter what you say, has Taz's name engraved on all of it. So I don't care who's holding it. It's 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 very weird what they do with the FTW title. But that's besides the point. Hook is great. Everybody loves Hook. They're all hookers, mm-hmm. and it's it's just. They just want to see him choke out somebody else. We're all hookers. I think this should be a blast. I think Taz missed the boat on his money bags because he's always talking about people getting caked in the yam bag. Sell that belt. I would. I would. Uh, We move along to a nice little chat that we got coming in via Humper Chat from Brickbat saying, love Team Kebab. Well, thank you. Keep on keeping on. We will. Thank you. appreciate that from you. we get an interesting little match here with Ethan Page, the hometown boy, defeating Isaiah Cassidy. This was really good. It's a weird little angle that they're playing, but I'm willing to see where it goes. Um, I, You had mentioned this on Twitter, and I had the same thought. So it's fun that you're hosting today that when managers kind of went away, so did the idea of buying contracts. And that has kind of started to come back in angles like this, which I think is super fun. I love seeing Stokely Hathaway in this because managers are more than mouthpieces. While Stokely is a great mouthpiece, Ethan Page doesn't need one. He's a great promo on his own. Managers can add value in all these other ways, right? And like him getting to interfere in matches more than I think he was doing in NXT, I think is really good. He's adding value, making an impact on the outcomes of matches. Like managers are supposed to do that kind of stuff, right? So really good to see that there. Ethan Page looked extremely strong here. Very glad he got to wrestle in Canada. Tightest hits of the game. Ethan Page gets the win here. We love to see it. Interested to see what that plays out with with Matt Hardy. Um, But he's supposed to be joining the firm. What did you think of this match? Okay, the match itself is fine. Ethan Page is great. I'm glad he gets to shine. They uh, Matt Hardy's run in AEW, God love him, has been snake bitten from the minute he got there. I like the idea. I tweeted that out the other day, and I think people were like, "Well, managers are great." Yes, they are. I like the idea of you know Bobby Heenan buys Hercules from Slick, and then you know these people get traded to these people just to freshen things up but when everybody's so reluctant about it i don't think you need reluctant people in your stables you need winners especially if they're not producing the wins from a kayfabe standpoint you know you need winners what are you fighting to keep a guy who's not winning who doesn't want to be with you and i think there's too much of that going on specifically with butcher and blade and private party constantly and it's like let them go do something else you know? No, I think of anybody that needs ROH TV in the tag division, private parties right there. Yeah. Private parties right there. Um, we'll see where this goes. I like everybody that's involved. I'm with you on the like family office stuff, hasn't really been working for most of its existence, in my opinion. But uh, we get the best friends calling out Death Triangle right after this. Uh, Orange Cassidy didn't know Dynamite was on Tuesday, which popped me tremendously. I think. This is a very logical thing to do, right? Have where the title belt got traded on a trio's belt existing with these two factions, having the them face each other logically. Uh, next makes a lot of sense. And I'm very much looking forward to that match. Are you? 
I'm always looking forward to the match. I think the only reason they went with Death Triangle over Best Friends in the first place is because they can put on banger matches. But I do think uh, Beretta and Chuck Taylor should have been like, you know what? Let's go for the tag titles since we're done with these guys. I'm tired of fighting Penta and Phoenix. Like, let's go for the tag titles, you know? That's fair. That's fair. I think, um, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I The trios feel a little bit lost right now for me. And I think that's because there was a different long-term plan in place before that. So uh, that wouldn't be Tony Khan really likes long-term plans and he's been forced into one that is not long-term, but I'm looking forward to the matches. I think they're going to be bangers. I just don't know what happens here with these. So we will see, but we go to close out our show with the pinnacle ish defeating the embassy with Prince Nana at their side. Kylie chiming in saying, I've missed the perfect 10 version of Spears. Me too. It made me really happy to hear the cheers that he got, the reception that he got to see this version of him. He's a really great wrestler. And um, it was nice to see him back. It was nice to see him back in Canada. But ultimately, this ends with Kong getting double teamed by FTR and Spears connecting with the C4 for the victory. So nice that Spears, of course, got the victory as well, which rules. We love to see that in the hometown. Send the crowd home happy, kind of. Let me get your thoughts on the match, and then we'll get into the post-match that was positively wild, Robert. The match was fine. My God. I don't know what happened with Tully Blanchard. We may never know what happened with Tully Blanchard. But I wish he was here because the money would have been there on the opposite side with the pinnacle and especially those three. But the match itself was good. I like the three on the other side. I think FTR is the most over-team in wrestling, and I think that, you know... Spears is great. He hasn't gotten a chance to show how great he can be, but Spears is great. Yes, I agree. I thought he was doing really well as the lackey to MJF. Then that kind of went um, haywire a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see Sean Spears back on my television. We did also get a promo here. Um, before I get into where we closed the show, we're sorry, we missed a segment. Um, Tony Storm and Sheeta with what I think is actually a really nice setup for a match. I've been kind of tired of both in the women's division and the men's division because I don't necessarily, I like Warjo. I don't want to see my TNT champion tied up in a tag picture though. Um, I haven't loved using tag wrestling as a way to further single storylines. I didn't like it when they did it in WWE. I don't like it here, but I thought they did a really nice job here telling the story of, um, I know you super well. Cheetah being a four-year champion still wants the gold back. It makes perfect sense. Um, I think Tony Storm has done really well as a women's champion and just in general since her debut. I think she's been one of the stronger belt uh, women's competitors in the time that she's been here. And I also think that she has come a really, really long way with her promos and she's doing a great job. She, after she dropped her reign... Part of the reason she disappeared was she wanted to lock in and improve her promos and her character work a little bit. And I think it's just paid dividends. It's been fantastic. So I'm very much looking forward to the match as well. I think it'll be great. And I feel like this was a somewhat logical story to get there. What did you think? 
this is fine. I'm sure they'll have a banger on Tuesday. Uh, they know that they can do consistent women's championship matches and men's championship matches, by the way, when you're not doing an interim champion. I get that they hammer these in just to build up the quality and the uh, reputation of the interim champion. But honestly, she needs to solidify this by beating Thunder Rosa and being the women's champion moving forward. Yeah, and I think one thing that's really good is we saw Moxley beat Punk and he was the interim champion, right? This isn't a placeholder thing necessarily. We right. know that interim champions can win in AEW, so I think that's awesome. I think that's exciting. It makes it feel a little bit more real. Uh, but after the match, uh, the kingdom has come to AEW to confront FTR. Ian Hunter says, was at both shows and the crowd was hot each night. I popped for the kingdom. Bro- I heard quite a few people around me not having any idea who they were. Brother, I got news for you. At least through TV, it came across like nobody knew who the fuck they were. <laughs> like, oh my God. They, they walked out there and you would have thought they were just jobber guys from Dark. Oh, hey, these guys are here now. And it wasn't until Maria started talking that... You got a little bit of life there. You, They should have gotten more of a pop. Maybe it's because people needed to see their individual names and not the names of the kingdom, because who is that? I, I think this is great. I think Maria's fantastic. I think Taven is an all-tools player, and I think Bennett should have been a star a decade ago. You know, the, fantastic for everyone involved. But, like, man, they could have gotten a better reception. Yeah, I agree. And this wasn't even, I was like, oh, well, it's Rampage, so it's the end of the night. And then I was like, no, it's not. This was a separate taping. So it wasn't even like, oh, it's the fatigued crowd. They just didn't know who they were. I agree with you on the individual names. Um, I have never been someone that was particularly connected to Matt Taven. Like, just not um, my my favorite due to this, but not doesn't mean he's bad. He's just not my favorite in the world mike bennett i adore um i actually got to meet him actually he was at excite wrestling which i was doing commentary for this weekend and he had an incredible match with bill collier uh great dude and maria i'm constantly talking about how great she is uh i i think she is a fantastic presence her rebooting of the roh women's division was incredible i talked about it ad nauseum but when they were doing uh that tournament she she just put together something really really special from a wrestling perspective from a wrestling styles perspective from a representation perspective she went really far out of her way to make that something special and i hope she can bring more of that to roh but um yeah i think between the kingdom and gates of agony i was like this is starting to sound like a 2000s metal band uh stable group at the end here they did not get the pop that they were hoping for i think but they had Tech, uh FCR and Spears from behind. So it looks like the embassy is kind of joining forces, maybe Prince Nada's My God, I hope empire. not. I really, really hope not. Like Nada's great, right? Like I'm not Nada it's not rules. that it's just like uh God, let the kingdom be the kingdom. And I saw plenty of comments on this throughout the, the chat throughout the night. There is the other thing that like Adam Cole is a kingdom member. And if you can't get Kyle and Bobby, maybe this can lead into that. I I think there's plenty of fun potential for everyone involved here, but 
adding them to the embassy, which is already a weird thing that nobody understands as it is, isn't the way to go. Okay, the embassy rules. First of all, embassy does rule. I, I will agree with you. I think what's better is I think it's a healthy sign that maybe ROH TV is coming or they're just saying screw it and putting it on YouTube or whatever. Like there's just been so much ROH presence on these recent shows that I think uh, something is happening. And I think Jericho calling it Ring of Jericho, like this certainly feels like some sort of either full on invasion angle is coming or that ROH TV is around the corner. Funny Rob, baby, saying exactly what you said. Adam Cole, baby, and Kyle joined the kingdom, maybe. Kyle had neck fusion surgery, so yeah, it's going to be I a think long Kyle's time gonna before be... he comes back. But, Unfortunately, uh, yes, it will be a long time. I think it's going to be a while, but uh, which is a shame. He was he was putting on great matches, but I'm, I'm intrigued, at least. I think it could be great. Um, I'm just excited to see. More former ROH talent. And Mike Bennett really became like a, a real fixture as did Maria at, at that last ROH run. So excited to see them back on TV, especially. But Robert, that kind of brings us to the end of our show, buddy. We made it. I mean, we did make it. We lots did. of lots of shenanigans, lots of crazy stuff tonight. But Kate, we made it. We did. And a fun night of wrestling. I felt like. I think so. Yeah, last week when I started at midnight, I was like, this was four hours of not very consequential wrestling. But today felt a little more lively, I think, on, on both programs. So a great way to head into the weekend. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Please subscribe to Fightful Select. If you're not there, you can catch Alex, who's probably still ranting a little bit over there, uh, on Fightful Select on Sour Graps. Uh, Robert, where can the good people find you? You find me everywhere at Dude Felice. It's right there on your screen. That's Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. All of it is at Dude Felice. You know, and I thank you for all the support. You can find me every day, literally on Fightful.com, writing up something. So please go and do that. And there will be more announcements in the coming days and weeks and months. Hell yeah. And you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. Uh, and Kate's Instagram's on Instagram, so you can check me out there. All of my commentary gigs, other shows, and the whatnot are here. On Tuesday coming up, Alex and I normally have the NXT post show, but because NXT and Dynamite are on the same night, we're doing a dual stream. Sean handed it over to us, so I'm excited because I don't really get to talk about Dynamite on Fightful. I'm usually at the Mark Order, which I love doing on Wednesdays when I'm not at Fightful, um, so you can check us out there. AW Rampage and SmackDown every Friday as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a safe and wonderful weekend. We'll see you soon.